Welcome back to another Reason to Behold podcast episode. This one is a replay from one of our recent YouTube live streams, um, which we do from time to time on YouTube at Reason to Behold. If you haven't seen any of them, go to YouTube right now or after this episode and check it out. You can watch all sorts of conversations with us and a few different friends that we just chop up all sorts of different subjects from time to time. And don't forget, if you want to get involved in the conversation, even if you weren't watching live, you can always drop a comment, send us a message. And if you've got any content ideas and conversations you want us to have, hit us up on Instagram at Reason to Behold in the DMs. Here's the conversation. Okay, we're back. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to another live stream with Reason to Behold. Um, I'm Arnold Reasons, and for those who may be joining for the first time, we exist basically for every single Christian who just is hungry for the real thing. I'm not even going to mess around. Like tonight, I'm really excited for this conversation. Like sometimes I might have a bit more like to say in the beginning, but this one we're getting straight into it. The theme for today is bear fruit in keeping with repentance. So for those of you who were here last week, um, we were talking about hearing, well done, my good and faithful servant. Just that that powerful affirmation that we want to hear from God when all is said and done, when our last breath has been taken here on earth and we've now stepped out of the, the temporal life that we have here and into the eternal. We spoke about the cost of discipleship. We spoke about the, the disciplines and the importance of bearing fruit. And one of the scripture references that came up was Matthew chapter three, um, where John the Baptist is out in the wilderness and he's preaching for people to repent for the kingdom of heaven was at hand. Repent. So he's baptizing people. They're confessing their sins. And it's the kind of thing that most preachers, teachers and just Christians in general dream of. Like um, just all of this stuff is going on. And then the Pharisees and the Sadducees come over to him as well. And so I just want you to imagine for a second that you are John the Baptist. You've had countless people baptized, countless people confessing their sins. And now you have the so-called religious elite, the respected and well-known religious leaders of the day who are coming to you. But instead of inviting them in and leveraging their influence, instead of being a respecter of persons or someone who is moved by the clout um, and the sway that these people hold as influencers, John the Baptist stays close to the truth that needed to be said in that moment. He doesn't puff them up like they were probably used to. He instead chooses to call them a bunch of snakes, vipers, poisonous snakes. Those who have venomous ways and hypocrisy that would lead to the ruin of those under their influence. And he tells them to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. So that's two key things, fruit and repentance. So for most of us watching, we probably identify as Christians and maybe we've been around the church for a number of years and we believe that we are somehow free or not included by that indictment that John the Baptist gave to those religious leaders. Some of us have more influence than others, but that's not the point that I'm trying to get to here. The point is this, as we move through this conversation, it is my prayer that we won't just allow this to be information and just more hype with no fruit. In all that we cover today, let's all examine ourselves and wrestle with the hard questions about whether we're unknowingly deceived, just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees were in this situation. And also examine if there's some serious 
dialogue and changes that we need in our own lives as a result of the holy spirit convicting us through this live stream so that's it enough from me with the scene set i'm going to bring up some of our panel for the day and whilst i do that again like i said it's a good time to hit the like button if you haven't already subscribe if you want to stay up to date share the link in your whatsapp statuses your instagram dms text messages wherever you share with people so we can get this message far and wide so to begin with i'm going to first of all bring up mr q how you doing q i'm well i'm well how you doing man i'm very good very good very good and so just for the the viewers um the the people coming up the introductions that i'd like for them to do is to introduce their name their location and to give us an elevator speech that means 15 to 30 seconds absolutely max on one of your biggest passions apart from jesus it's a cue no pressure um <laughs> uh once again my name is q wilson um i'm an active servant in my church um i'm from toronto canada the six four one six the t dot mm. um the home of drake <laughs> you drake's pasta <laughs> um uh let me see um something i'm passionate about um i really like the the, the game of golf mm. um, it's one of the most frustrating but liberating games you could possibly play every time out on that course is a new day you can play the same course and end up with a different score every time. Unlike basketball, which was my love. I know <laughs> that. I know what I'm going to do out there. But with golf, yeah. I'm telling you, you could be really good one day and look <laughs> like a complete novice the next. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Golf is one of those games, man. It's one of those games. I've never really given too much time to it, but I'd definitely love to pick it up at some point. That's great. So next up, I'm going to bring up Mr. Kofi. Hey, Arnold. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Thank you for having me once again. No, no problem, bro. It's a pleasure. Thank you for coming. Anytime. So we know your name. We want to know your location and your elevator speech on something that you're one of your biggest passions apart from Jesus. Okay, so um, I am currently in Stains Upon Thames in the United Kingdom and um one of my elevated passions, I'm guessing it's not a person, I would have said my wife, but it's, it's a, a passion. So I'll say um, boxing. <laughs> I'll say boxing. And um, I know a lot of people may think, wow, I look like the most non-violent, most chilled out pacifist, but mm. I like to watch people knock out people. <laughs> I, I don't know whether you, you guys need to pray for me or not, but I just... <laughs> I love me some boxing and um I'm, I'm, I'm even getting into MMA so you guys wow stop. you get real stop deep fasting. bro <laughs> fasting for me man <laughs> MMA he said it on the live stream listen you might lose lose um lose lose followers on that one I know but they have to pray for me <laughs> that's fine no problem bro uh we'll keep you in prayer Kadeem you're next up introducing Kadeem what up, UK? What up, YouTube? I'm going to be here until you get tired of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm also from Toronto. Um, mm. Big up Toronto. Q bigged it up best. So I'm also from Toronto. Um, I'm deeply 
uh, passionate about photography, particularly street photography. Mm. Um, so like, I do a lot of that, and I uh, I'm a nerd when it comes to um lenses and aperture and f-stop and hmm. camera specs I, I know all that stuff inside out right i might have to I'm come and get some tips like, from you yeah man that's, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's me that's good bro thanks for coming out again um and last but not least we have mr peter how you doing pete hi everyone i'm good thank you Arnold. good 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 so pete we've got your name Location. You don't have to give your exact postcode, but uh, location <laughs> and <laughs> your, yeah. one of your biggest passions outside of um, outside of Jesus. And you know, I've got a feeling I know what you're going to say, and I think that <laughs> I've got a feeling that when you say it, Kofi's going to like it. That's my yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I'm in Kent uh, in the UK as well, um, and biggest passion outside of um, outside of Christ. I think as a as a, as Arnold hinted, yeah, I, I love um, I love martial arts as well. Um, actually, taking part in martial arts, so mm-hmm. I think Kofi's probably a lot a little bit holier than I am. <laughs> I love actually doing the knocking and getting knocked out. Um, so yeah, uh, traditional martial arts, and I'm recently getting into a bit of grappling, a bit of um, MMA as well. So yeah, that's me. So there's some connections. You guys might have some synergy after this. <laughs> outside of outside of also being Ghanaian, because I can tell from Kofi's name that he's Ghanaian. So mm. or, or, already the vibes. So maybe maybe it's a Ghanaian thing, this whole violence. Maybe like, is that it what is. it is? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So um hi to Matty, who said hi family. Um Gary said, love this. Gary, we love that you're here. Honestly, it's a pleasure. Um, so I'm not going to mess around like I said in the beginning we're getting straight into it I think I did a lot of uh, explaining scene setting before so we're just going to shoot off with the first question which is do we mistake influence and fame as the evidence that someone is a trustworthy godly influence says on Instagram with a huge following and a scripture in their bio but questionable content now I can already see the guns loaded so I'm not going to call anybody's name just yet, but if you take a little while, I might call on somebody. I think if, if I, if I might, if I might go first, um, go for it, bro. I think almost by virtue of, um, the number of followers and, uh, how popular someone is being some sort of indicator of how relevant they should be or how relevant they are. I think we, we definitely make this mistake where, if someone has garnered a, a large following, we we tend to um, we tend to just in general believe whatever it is they have to offer or, or trust whatever it is they're saying just by the mm-hmm. fact that they they've got a lot of followers or they've got a, um, a large presence. And I think it's maybe even more so in um, uh, in in the Christian realm. I mean, we see it with mega churches in person essentially it's the same kind of thing someone being at the head of a mega church with thousands and thousands of people coming somehow we think they might have the best doctrine or they might have the best um sermons or whatever um and i think we we, we apply the same thing virtually so i i definitely think we do mm. that's good i yeah, saw q he was ready i knew I, it i you know, I, <laughs> the, 
It's a great question, but I, I think it's I think it's a very you know easy question. Probably pretty much probably all of us are gonna have the same thing to say. You know, mm -hmm. in the world we live in, big is great. You know, um, and people aren't really accepted. Their voice isn't accepted if they don't have large followings. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like someone, um, someone could could be saying the same stuff, have the same talent, working just as hard, you know, um, with a small following, you know, saying great stuff and no one is going to, you know, bat an eye at them until someone affirms them and they mm. get all this recognition and their platform blows up, you know, mm. and then they'd be like, I've been saying the same stuff when before the blow up, yeah. but in in the world we live in, you know that that pride of life and lust of the flesh, which all adds to this, you know, accepting someone when they blow up, you know, that's what it is. Oh wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they must have made it. They must be saying something good, you know. It it, it just that's just the way the world works, you know, um, but you know, someone could have a small platform, you know, and still not be right. Mm. You know, I don't think we, you know, we just can't pencil out or pencil in that. Oh, well, you know, people with big platforms, you know, they, they say they're saying the, the, you know, they're not saying the right stuff or they are saying the right stuff because people that have big platforms, they ain't saying the right stuff either. Mm. You know, it's, it's usually, and, and here's the thing. It's usually not the word of God that builds the platform. It's all the, the salad dressing or mm. the icing on the cake, you know, <laughs> because we could be saying all saying the same stuff, but the thing that, that captured or captivates the people is all the, the frills and trills. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? What would you say some of the frills and trills are and the salad dressing? And the salad dressing? Yeah. What would you say some examples of that is? I, I ain't gonna call no names, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want no names, but just like examples of what I ain't gonna call no names. But it it, de it like. depends on on what ge what uh, geographic geographic you're looking at. Yeah. Right. Because if I'm looking, if I'm doing traditional, you know, speaking to a tra traditional Christian crowd, you know, the frills and thrills could be how I speak or how I breathe when I'm preaching. Or yeah, my yeah. Greek and my Hebrew, and you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah, and how yeah. I, you know, and how I hold them, like, <laughs> you know, it could be that, yeah. you know, or how I holler, you know, yeah. Yeah. and for for the millennial church, the fresh movement church, you know, the lights, the cameras, the smoke machines, yeah, you know, ah, this is like a concert, woo. So that's that's what I mean, the the, the thrills and the the trills. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got you. I can see two of you ready to speak. Yeah, I um do we mistake influencer. I personally couldn't care less. Like I like see a lot of these like big cats on here. Like on like social media on like Instagram and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. I know like one who's like huge right now. And if I just started to give too much detail, everybody We don't call no names, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm not saying anything. And I know a cat out here who's trying to be like him and he's having success doing that. And this guy is uh he's huge. He's one of the biggest preachers um going on right now. And he's 
absolutely extraordinarily regular. He's not saying anything more interesting than me and my uh, men's Bible study, my not men's Bible study, my my my, um, my men's group that we meet on uh, on Mondays. He's not saying anything more interesting than that. <laughs> He's not saying anything more interesting than what goes on in these these YouTube live streams. Mm. But um, like Hugh just said, he he got affirmed. You see what I'm saying? He's huge. He's a big deal to certain people's eyes. And a lot of these guys on YouTube, they're just like that. I think this is something that it just does not matter. And our capacity to follow after like anyone just because they got 100,000, 200,000, a million. It just shows just how much we are sheep. You know what I mean? Mm. How much we're not critical thinkers. Sorry, that's my little one. You're supposed to be asleep. No, that's fine, bro. Um, it just shows how much we're not critical thinkers. And we just have like a serious herd mentality and nothing um, deters that. Even nothing, just nothing. So I'm just entirely not impressed mm. by this kind of thing. I think we do give it too much energy. We do uh, mistake it for meaning something. Um but it doesn't mean anything ultimately what you really do in your prayer closet what you really do um to and with and around people that's what means something mm. right? not the lights and the smoke and how big you are and the blah blah freaking blah none of that got <laughs> you yo hold, hold on a second yo could I, you guys gotta forgive me is kadeem's mic low does he seem low to you yeah, he seems a little. Yeah, that's because he's on the whack side of Toronto. That's why, man. You kind of like messed up stuff, man. <laughs> Turn your mic oh, up, man. I know you're uh, you're happy doing big things, but I'm in Scarborough. Eh? Don't play with me. <laughs> okay. Turn your mic up, man. I'm in Scarborough. Don't play. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see who's what's going on. That's fine. Once you suit your mic out, Kobe, I think you had something you're gonna chip in. Yeah, I mean, why are we not mentioning names? What are we afraid of? <laughs> That's the Ghanaian. That's the Ghanaian. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, oh my gosh. What's, what's up with this whole... about oh. to get wild. Oh I mean, what's goodness. up with this oh, We all know this person. You might as well drop his name, but I'm not going to do that. I don't want to mess up. I want Listen. Anna to call me back. I don't want this. <laughs> Listen, you know what? The funny thing is right now, we've got Gary in the if, comments. If he said, I think I know who you're talking about. Can Everybody knows. Name? I'm just thinking like... I mean, first of all, first of all, listen, I don't even follow much most of these cats. I, I didn't people talk about these guys like, am I supposed to follow them? I don't know most of them. I don't follow most of these guys on my IG. I am very selective about who's on my news feed everywhere. Mm. So I don't know a lot of them. However, these cats are playing into what people want, and people want following. Listen, I know. According to the fact that I've been invited on your program twice, I've made it to some people on my timeline. Trust <laughs> yeah. Some people, some people, kind of like, "Ooh, Kofi is is is." I mean, Kofi is on fire. People mm. just like those things. So, unfortunately, these people play to the gallery. They know what people want because I'm not looking for these guys. To be honest. Sometimes people tell me, oh, did you hear so-and-so say? And I was like, I don't listen to so-and-so. Sorry to say, I'm, it, it sounds very, very conceited, but I'm not trying to follow no new Christian who just got followers on YouTube who thinks he knows the Bible. I'm not trying to. 
I am trying to follow those who through faith and patience have obtained the promise. So it doesn't, it's not supposed to be influenced, but it has become the influence. Most of these guys, let's not even talk about not knowing scripture. They have no clue what they are talking about, but the people who are listening don't know any better. So, I mean, sorry, but I started, I, I, I may have to drink some water so that I can cool down. <laughs> sorry, gents, real quick. Is this any better? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's sounds good. good. Okay. Sounds good. But, but uh, to be, just to be fair though, just yeah. to be fair, you, you, we can't, or you can't, we can't, I can't blame mm. these men and women for their fault. No. no. I can't. Because no. the, the, the generation we live in, people yeah. don't get excited until they see the numbers. Mm-hmm. These, yeah, that's real. these guys have started in shoe boxes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we can't, you know, we can't be mad because no. they blew up now. Some of these guys have started in shoe boxes, started where we're at, you know, yeah. and the only, but they, you don't know the backstory unless yeah, you really yeah, look yeah. into it. Cause they're no. not going to post that. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, it's posting that. And it's good you yeah. said that too, because to be honest, that's the, my hope. My whole point is like, it's neither here nor there because these cats, they, they, well, except they bought the followings, people started following them. And so mm. it's not really their fault. It's neither here nor there. And sometimes I tell people that Jesus could command huge crowds. So let's not act like everybody who's commanding crowds is, 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 is not for real. So that's not what yeah. we're talking about. But I'm just saying that. We, we can easily mistake the influence and fame that that every, somebody is legit. That's that's the bit. You can easily think, oh, he has 50,000. He must be legit. Yeah. That's yeah. Amen. That's good. Some very, very good points. I like the way this conversation is going. This is sounding real good. Next question. What are the dangers that come with having a huge following and a lot of influence? What are some pitfalls to watch out for? Mm. Uh, um, so <laughs> you know what um, I, I'm going to put myself on the chopping block I had I had one of my people say to me that um, or someone that follows me reached out because I'm have a, I'm a, I'm an open book I have open door I, I, I talk to anyone that wants to talk to me and they said well Pastor Q you know you were playing this song on your Insta story and someone um, saw it and they're like, um, why is he playing that song on his Insta story? So I've learned that, um, I think the Bible says you, that we don't, we shouldn't be a stumbling block or something. Mm. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I had to learn real quickly that, um, when you have a following, I like you still. I'm like I'm at a certain place in my salvation where someone else isn't. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not ministering to individuals. I'm ministering to masses. Mm. He's made me a fisher of men, plural, not of one man or one woman. So you know, it gets it gets really dicey because you're like, because everyone's at these different places. Right, but I can't. It, it gets hard to try and speak to every level in everything you do. 
Yeah, yeah. And when we have these masses, because people don't read their Bible, people really aren't serious, <laughs> you know, about 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 Jesus. So they don't want to yeah. grow. You know what I mean? Um, and you could do something at your understanding, trying to reach a certain population because you're still trying to evangelize. You're still trying to catch fish. That might be that another level of your following won't understand. And they think like they're just lost in the sauce, mm. you know, like when Jesus says, you, you know, you can eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. Those that weren't serious about Jesus, but just all about what he does, mm. you know, they weren't able to get the full understanding of it because they weren't around to get it. Yeah. So, you know, having a big following, that's where, it could get really dicey, you know, where people might get confused on certain things that you do. But once again, we can't, we're trying to hit the masses. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and we could say something that might offend someone or might look like a stumbling block, mm. you know, but us not intending it to be one. Yeah, that's great. And and that, that's a good point. I just want to add this bit. I heard some, some, some YouTuber um it's called Ruslan. I'm sure you guys may know him. He said he yeah. uses the he uses the term, he says access to excess. That's one of the biggest access to excess. Like, I mean, when you are exposed to a huge following, it's like you have access to excess. People with means, beautiful people, people who tell you what you want to hear, people who stroke your ego. When you drop a picture, sometimes, I mean, I, I'm not a big person on social media or anything, but I have a few people on Facebook and you just drop a picture and everybody's like, everybody's just stroking your ego. It mm. takes a great deal of discipline to guard your heart. If you don't take care, you can easily start catering to these people because you, you, you kind of want to, you want to keep them happy. And you forget that, you know, at the end of the day, you are not a people pleaser. But mm. again, we all like to be liked anyway. And social media is there for the likes. And mm. you, so sometimes when I'm doing a live or something, and I see that, let's say I have about 20 people live, and then I see some prominent people I know, and probably I'm about to blast off all cylinders. I kind of take like, Okay, <laughs> I may not want to start blasting all cylinders now because this person may leave now. This yeah. is a very, very respectable family member. I don't want them. I realize that wow, and these are just twenty people. So what if I had two thousand people in life? <laughs> so I feel that with 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 every level of um, every level of privilege comes an offsetting responsibility. To whom much is given, much is required. Yeah really really good amen to that pete kadeem anything to add oh i mean um i i agree with everything that's been said so far and i think that there are two things that sort of come to mind as well uh, and one i think kofi um was 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 getting to was um the the idea that if you have a huge following 
you should also have or you should also be cognizant of the responsibility you have the, the bible talks about how teachers for instance will receive a harsher judgment because by virtue of what you say and what you teach you know you're in many ways leading or not leading people to god and not giving them a, a good doctrine and a good way to build a relationship with god and so i think one of the dangers that comes with having a huge following or one of the responsibilities that come with having a huge following is making sure that you who has that following have good doctrine have good mm-hmm. a good message and and you are you are um uh I, f- I forget the word you are it's not shepherding but you are diligent with the you know the ears that have been given to you um yeah, yeah. And, and i completely agree with coffee as well on on the idea that once you have this huge following it's so easy to buckle to the pressure of pleasing them mm. and living in a society that we live in now where you know people are so quick to be offended um mm. It, it can be it can be an unspoken pressure to not want to say things the way that the bible will, play, will present them because you are yeah. fearful of getting cancelled or you know mm. you're, you're fearful of offending people and you've got christians who are now massaging their christianity to fit into the world's um what, what what's acceptable to the world and so you will have people of your own camp people that are supposed to be of the body also wanting to um, wanting to sort of attack you and cancel you because you want speaking a popular message, and so I think that's definitely um, it's definitely one of those those dangers. But if if I if I could just say one thing is um, one of the like one of my favorite sort of teachers would always start his sermons with uh, reminding his listeners not to ever take what he says for the fact that he says it. Yeah. rather to be berean about it. and i think that's something that we we should be oh i mean i say we i haven't got i'm, I'm not that active on social media you um, say either. that <laughs> you say that <laughs> you've got there over you go. 100 podcast episodes out there bro so you definitely got something that's, here, that's a fair point that is a fair point <laughs> that is a fair point but i mean one, one of the things and that's one of the things we say is you know we are, we're all growing and learning However, in as much as God's graced us with maybe some knowledge or some experience or some level of growth, nothing that we say should be taken at face value. We always want to encourage people to be Berean about it, to steady for yourself, to check, yeah, accept what's being said, but check the scriptures daily for yourself. That's the only way to really grow and to make sure that what you're getting isn't poison, you know, yeah. Man. I would say I don't know if I'm repeating this in some way, shape, or form, but like <clears throat> I think one of the big dangers of of, of gaining a huge following and, and having a lot of influence is you reach a certain position by that time. You 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 reach a you reach a certain position, right? And you've got a certain level of elevation or whatsoever. I think the danger that comes with that is falling away from the vehicles that God used you. Uh, that God used to bring you to that place. So first of all, God has brought you to that place for a reason. Second of all, God has used things to shape you and to mold you. Hopefully, hopefully you didn't just skyrocket like a lot of people tend to do uh, in this um, in this day and age. Because when you skyrocket, what do rockets also do once they reach their peak, right? So you don't want that. Hopefully, you like 
you you were properly elevated by the Lord. And if you were, the vehicles by which you got there should be prayer, they should be fasting, they should be studying of the word, um, they should be uh, fellowship. If for nothing else, then for humility. Um, so I would say like the dangers of falling away from, from, from those things, those vehicles that will bring you to godly success uh, is, 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 is a major thing to look out for. I, me- I remember a long time ago, um, uh, my old mentor, we were sitting there watching, uh, um, whatever. We were sitting there watching Benny Hinn, and Benny Hinn Jeez, is, you know, you know, throwing his jacket and making people fall down and scream and all them kind of thing. And, um, we're watching Benny Hinn. He's like on like conferences or whatever. And why are you um, calling names? You slipping names in there, bro. You why said you it the first names, time bro. in case you missed no, it. No, no, it back the second time. <laughs> no, no shade to Benny Hinn. It's no, not even I'm about playing, shading I'm Benny playing. Hinn. <laughs> I'm not even trying to shape Benny Hit. He's just part of the story, actually. And so, like, he's traveling and he's got conferences going on. And day by day, he's in like another city because he's on tour or whatever. Yeah. And this old mentor of mine, he turns to me. He goes, "You see, Pastor Benny, that's why you have to be a man of prayer now." I was like, "Amen." He's like, "You have to be a man of prayer now. You think Pastor Benny has time to pray? You think he has time to read his Bible? You think he has time to fast?" And I was like. I'm like I, I was like 19, 20 at that time. I was like, okay, sure, yeah, all right. What I deduced now that that mentor of mine, that old mentor of mine, is huge in his circles. He like travels all the mm. time. So what I understand is that he doesn't pray, <laughs> he doesn't fast, and he mm. doesn't read his Bible. Just the sermons that he's had for the last uh, uh, 20 years. That's what he's using. You understand mm. what I mean? So I hope that that's not the case. Mm. But I know a lot of men like that who. Yeah. Mm. They're wow. huge now, and there's no time for them to um, forget about um, forgetting the the, 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 the day of uh, humble beginnings, but forgetting wow. what you're in this for in the first place. You're wow. not praying and you're not reading your Bible because you're doing the work of God. Yeah. What are you really doing? You don't yeah. even know at this yeah. point because you're not having any fellowship with God. So <laughs> what are you doing? You know, so for me, that's like I can't I can't think of anything worse than that. Yeah. Well, I think that that's just powerful. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to ruminate on that for a very power, for a very long time because I heard a saying that it is when you allow the work of God to take away the work God is doing in your life because the fundamentals that got you there, you get so busy, you yes. get distracted, and that is something that is a danger for everybody. So, yeah, thank you for bringing that. That's good. And you know, I've got a sub question kind of on the back of that last point. What would you guys say are some safeguards that we can put in place as believers in order to try and avoid that happening to us? Hmm. Like what are some practical things that we could maybe put in place to help us stay close so that if we ever do get to that place, we we're still drawn back in and anchored. Peers. Q, your, your, your mic's on mute. He's saying something profound. That's what the dramatic... Oh, sorry about that, because I muted it because I was dogging um, Kadeem. Um, <laughs> um, one, one, one thing, one thing that I do, like, on a daily basis is when I get a compliment, I shoot it right back to God, man. I'm like, mm. God is good. It's all God. Um, and when people try to give me these crazy names and stuff like that, I'm like, yo... I'm just a steward over God's business. 
Mm. I'm just a shepherd boy. People laugh at me. I'm just a shepherd boy. I'm a mm. steward. I take the low, I take the low ground because I know that it's all God. Mm. And that's how I stay level, man. I remind myself on a daily basis that it's all God. Because I remember where he brought me from. And seeing how we're talking about repentance, I understand that every day is a day that I have to repent because I'm not, I'm not right. Mm. Can I throw a scripture on that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Go for it. Let me, let me throw, let me, let me throw a scripture on that. We like scripture here. Scripture is safe and very, very much welcomed here. Um, Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse 20 says this, there is not a righteous person on earth who always does good and never sins. Mm. I'm blank. That's it. That's good. That's the whole thing. I, I would, good. I would, I would say alongside that. Um, we like to become too busy for the people that really know us. Mm. If you have like Christians, brothers and sisters who like really know you, by the time you start acting a fool, they can look you in your face and be like, "What are you doing? Why'd yeah. you buy a Gucci belt? You look like a clown. What are you doing?" <laughs> you understand what I mean? You're gonna be ashamed. It doesn't matter if anybody looks you. Oh, he's stunned. He's got a Gucci belt. You just see your one friend in the crowd looking at you like this. <laughs> you're gonna be ashamed. It's a scandal. You're not gonna do dumb stuff like that because you have people yeah. from your Christian sphere of influence that keep you grounded and balanced, right? So is there a problem wearing a Gucci belt, though? No, no shades with Gucci. Belt. Okay, I'm just, I'm just... not you. Obviously, the, the not you. Friend, all kinds of shade out here. No, I expect <laughs> Q to be wearing Gucci belts and leather and like all kinds of leather, leather jacket, leather pants, leather socks. I expect that from Q. That's up, right? If he like comes outside in some joggers one day, I'm gonna ask him if everything's okay, you know? <laughs> That's good. Um, I'm gonna quickly run through some of the, the comments, guys. Um, we've had a few come in since. So, uh, Ilona said, hello. Hey, Ilona. Gus uh, put up some fire bombs. Is that the same um, Gus from yesterday? That's the same Gus from yesterday. Bad man Gus, what about that's the same Gus. Um, Gregory said in the building for some more headshots. <laughs> Nash, my beautiful wife, she's not single, guys. She said, "Hey, all, hey, baby." This guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you might see the display picture and think mm, she looks like a godly woman. Let me get it. No, she's gone. Uh, that took that one. Um, people are so quick to be offended. So true, Nash said. Um, Gary said we should rely on Jesus and not on the preacher. That's very, no. very, very true. No. Oh, Gregory man. said full on shade, and I'm sure he was talking about Kadeem. <laughs> Naturally. Gary said discernment is key. It always take it to Jesus. And Gregory came back to say Kadeem needs to repent. <laughs> um, Nash said, bro, what would you say that line looks like between it's all God versus getting into Christianese lingo? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. We're a household of questions if you haven't noticed. <laughs> so I think that one's at um, on the point you were making, Q, about um, reminding yourself daily that it's all God and pointing it back to God whenever you get the compliments and things like that. Oh, yeah. the Yeah. So if there's one thing that I teach at my church is we do not cliche the mm. word. You know, you got the 
good. That's good. I, I'm blessed and highly favored. Yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You know the one. Yeah. But yeah. then, but then, but then the minute something goes wrong, you quivering, you know, you're in the corner. You yeah. know, I, I think, I think when you are in a real relationship with God or are pushing for a real relationship with God, you begin to live out the words of God in your life. And um, when you get to that place, you know, it's it's never Christianese lingo because it's who you are. It's what you live. You know what I mean? Um, and when and when you say it, you know, people feel something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you're actually going through something and you still say it, mm. people feel it. Mm. The Bible says, and the word became flesh came life yo mm. you can't experience the power of god's word until you actually live it out for yourself and that's what we're and that's what and that's what we're a lot of people are missing is living the word out in their own lives that's what makes the word powerful that's what brings it to life other than that it's just words on the paper yeah 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 that's good that's good um just a few more comments before we move to the next question. Gregory said, Q dropping script <laughs> scriptures. Kadeem still needs to repent. Kadeem, they're coming for you, man. <laughs> Leather socks, athlete's foot. <laughs> Nash said yes to that verse, brother Q. Uh, Priska, who is also taken uh, by Kadeem, uh, she's laughing. Uh, and Jaladi said, enjoying this. Really glad to hear that. And Nash was laughing. Um, if you're new to the uh, the live stream and you joined halfway through, we're talking about bearing fruit in keeping with repentance. And we're going to move on to the next question. By the way, guys, if you do have any questions or comments on any of the questions that we're talking about throughout the stream, please do let us know in the comments because um, this is a conversation with you guys as much as it is with us on the on, on the microphones as well. Sorry, so I'm question... can, I, can I quickly... Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, bro. Sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 no. I just, I just wanted to say something with the whole thing, safeguarding thing. It's very important that we submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God and also submit ourselves onto people. And I know um, Kadim said it, being accountable is not somebody coming to you and saying, yo, what are you doing? It's you going to the person and say, guys, I'm open to you. Mm. When you see me acting a fool, just pull up, pull up on me and just tell me, what's up with you it takes a certain level of humility yeah to yeah. be open to that and it takes a certain level of vulnerability and most people don't like that so mm. for you to have that safeguard around you when you're at the top you have to show a certain level of vulnerability that people can pull up to you and it's not comfortable it is not comfortable and nobody likes people pulling up to them and telling them yo what why are you doing all this and that so if you are not ready to be vulnerable on that level, trust me, your safeguards are gone. Because if you don't take it, what you do is that you start Xing out everybody who doesn't sing your praise and call them a pagan. Mm -hmm. And everybody's going to kiss your backside anyway because people just want to see you, you know, on a pulpit with 20 people and they go like, oh, you making the Lord is good. And it doesn't matter whether you are not loving your wife and being, being, being legit. Oh, everything you do. Oh, it's straight. The Lord is blessing you. No, you just sold your soul to the devil. But 
people say that? Who wants to say that to somebody blowing up? Nobody wants mm-hmm. to. So people are going to kiss your backside, and then you're going to think, "I'm the beast knees." And everybody who tries to correct you in love, they will be the hater, and you are going to um, cut them off, and then on and on you go sliding into whatever. So we really need to be very humble, contrite, mm. open. It will cut sometimes, but it's a safeguard. Mm. No, I, I really love that that point. And I think what's really interesting um, that I was thinking about whilst you were saying that is that when you as the person who has the platform, the reach, go to people who are your peers who maybe don't have that platform or reach and might even have certain high views of you based on your platform or reach one of the how's kadeem dropping comments whilst he's on the live stream that's crazy <laughs> sorry but um one of the powerful things it's too funny to me i'm trying to hold it together right well, now. It. <laughs> one of the powerful things about that is for those people it also helps to lower their view of you in a healthy way because it's it's actually exposing the fact that even you know within yourself that though I have this reach, though I have this platform, you know, like I'm a human and and I have the the ability to for sure. And therefore knowing that and knowing that I can give into the flesh and make bad decisions, I'm still inviting you in to my life on that level. So that's that's really, I think, a really good. And it's, it's powerful because it works two ways because it's it helps to like keep them from just becoming yes people who feel like they can't say nothing. Um, but it also helps, like you said, to keep you grounded as well by opening yourself up to to that real, real talk that cuts at times. So that is really, really good. Um, Nash said yes to the le- to that level of accountability that Brother Kofi is talking about. It's that real, real talk. Gregory said, "Sold your soul to the devil for some leather socks." Shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so the next question is actually a similar question but slightly different and the question is what are some dangers that come with having a small following but aspiring to reach the masses what are some pitfalls to watch out for because i think in even in some of the things we've been speaking about there's a lot that is very often easily said about people that have huge platforms right when like some of you guys were alluding to in some of the things you were saying you can have a small platform. You can have one or two people who are interested in what you have to say, but you can have a wicked heart. And so that, that's kind of what I think this question is trying to lean into. What are some dangers that come with having a small following, but aspiring to reach the masses? What are some pitfalls to watch out for? Yeah, you you, you can also be self-righteous. You can have this, oh, narrow is the gate that leads to eternal life mentality and you think like no 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 that is that's not what the scripture means like you don't think everybody else is going to help but me and my family no yeah. it's, it's not like that and it's a level yeah. of self-righteousness that you think and guess what but if you also aspire to reach the masses mm. then you have this whole it's, it's it's a very big trap if you have a small crowd and you have this heart it means you lack contentment because we we all don't have the same capacity for the same level of influence. And so for me, what is small? What what is it's all relative anyway. Because if if I mean I don't know, I, I think some celebrity has over 150 million Instagram followers or something like that. So for that person, if you have anything under 10 million, you are just you you are an entity. So 
for me what i'm saying i know but i know what small means but i i believe that we have to be careful not to allow our hearts to be enticed for more i listened to andy stanley's um teaching many years ago he was talking about the the, the love for more the love for more and and how to deal with it and that is something in all of us that we have to be careful that you you want to reach out to you just want just be thankful and and watch out for that a little bit more you know if, if i could have just a little bit more then and i'll be enough and we all need to watch that out i think i think that is what i can, I can say about that i think um I, i completely agree but i also think there can be elements of when you when you see someone presenting something that's not true and you know the truth there can also be what could be considered a noble desire to get the truth out there mm. um and i think that can as with all things it can become something that the enemy perverts and turns into something else uh, and so i think in, in view of that one of the dangers is where you might then want to sound more like um, so i think in, in the... view of that one of the dangers is where sorry guys <laughs> my bad having <laughs> deja vu there um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, one of, the, one, one of the things is where you start to want to sound more like those who are reaching the masses. And that mm. could be in, as was said earlier, the presentation and the lights and the glitz and glamour that's used. Or it could be in actually massaging your message where you aren't saying the truth that's got you that small um, following. And I'm, I'm, reminded, um, I'm reminded of the parable of the talents and how they were given as much as they could handle based on their master's knowledge of what their capabilities were and so sometimes it's you've got a small following and maybe you're you're given something really good and as coffee said it's it's about being content with that but then also if there is a desire to get the truth out there i think there's being intentional about not just um doing what it takes to get out there if that makes sense not just massaging your content or massaging your presentation just to get more eyes on you for the sake of wanting to get more eyes i think it's a it's a fine line between knowing the difference really which is where i guess discernment as i think one of the commenters uh, mentioned comes in and discerning whether you genuinely want to get the message out there because you think you've got better doctrine or better understanding or better revelation or whatever or if you are just succumbing to this desire for more which again a lot of these um a lot of these social media apps are designed to make you want more with mm. the, the, they actually employ psychiatrists and stuff to make it more addictive and make it such that you get one to ten followers and then they are applauding you and so you want to get 20 you get 30 you get a thousand they applaud you you want to get you know they, they actually build it in so it does take discernment and, and listening to God's voice to know whether or not you're just being a, you're just succumbing to those temptations or, you know, if, if, if there's maybe more noble reasons and if there is, again, submitting that to God to help you get it out there the right way. Mm. I'm hearing you, bro. Um, even like touching on a point that Kofi made, having a, a wicked heart. When you, when something is wrong with your heart, your your character is not um, you are not how would you say 
examining your character regularly, examining character points, looking in the mirror of scripture and things like that regularly. And you have that small group. And it's going to sound weird. You have a small group. You have a small following. The easiest and the surest and probably the most guaranteed successful thing that you can do is just start a cult. Absolutely. 100%. And I've seen it time and time again. In the name of Jesus, you start a cult. And so now you've got all these people that you indoctrinate them with your own brand of the gospel. It sounds weird, but this is really <laughs> personal to me because I've seen it time. I know, Q's face. I've seen it time and again uh, where you get a person who has a strong personality and so they get some following and they have a little bit of a prophetic gift or they can communicate a little bit of, but they have a bad heart they have bad character and as a result the people that they bring around them um it's, it's even written in scripture about uh widows and vulnerable women who because of uh their own sins that condemn them they kind of just stay around these kind of people who prey on them mm. right so i know this is like a really acute uh and extreme example but like that's the only thing that's in my head <laughs> when it comes to the dangers of having a small following mm. um, that poor character that unredeemed heart that unredeemed theology whatever it is that you have all those things together will make it very easy for you to start a cult mm. Mm. that's just what it is <laughs> that's good. any more comments before we move on to the next one Oh, it was the comments actually, sorry. Guess not from you guys. So the comments section, uh, we had uh, Priska said, right at Nash, Brother Kofi was spot on. Gregory saying, one pitfall, becoming an, becoming audience focused, doing anything for likes and views. That's very, very true. Zena said, accountability, humility, and vulnerability are key, are key. Our idea of these things are twisted in today's society. Good stuff. Nash said, compromise, I think, as one of the pitfalls. Um, Priska said, wicked heart, that part. Nash said, doing what's popular in terms of content you create and putting out just to get views and followers, but you are leading them nowhere good. Very good stuff. Gregory said, impact in your lane is more important than the size of the audience you reach. Even if I didn't have a nuke, you would still run from a grenade. <laughs> Everyone has a measure of influence. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, Nash, watering down the message so you sound more like the culture, or like Peter said, those who are reaching the masses. As in the ones who are reaching the masses that have watered the message down, not the ones that are preaching truth. I think that's what she's referring to. Um, good stuff. Gregory said, effectiveness will bring a crowd regardless. And Jaladi said, what about Christians who don't work within ministry? There's also a propensity to fall short of grace trying to hit those numbers. How would you say accountability should work in regards to those people? What do you guys think about that question? So, so I'm, I'm guessing they say Christians who don't work in ministry means Christians who do secular jobs. Yeah, so not, not traditional yeah industry roles yeah i mean i mean i'm a pastor and also work as a teacher so um 
Yeah, I think it, every Christian should be subject to the same accountabilities. I mean, I I belong to an accountability group of five men. A 64-year-old man in America, one in his 50s in the UK. All these are older men. And mm-hmm. we sit down every month to sit down, open up our lives. This is my action plan. This is where I'm at. Shoot. And it can get uncomfortable. These mm-hmm. men are accomplished men. These men are consultants of high repute. They choose to sit down for a 39-year-old guy to ask them probing questions. That's humility. So I think nobody is exempt. I think we we, 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 we give this whole clergy and lady thing like, oh, yeah, this is what these people called into ministry do. I think we are called to do the same thing. Yet those who are called to teach the word, of course, have a higher judgment. So that's what I would say to that. It's good. Yeah, I think there's a there's still a requirement for that same um, honesty and, and openness about why we're trying to hit those numbers. And in all fairness, you know, especially when it's not necessarily overtly ministry, as as, as uh, Kobe said, you know, it's a secular job or it's just a normal job. Um, it can be easy to get caught up in the rat race because you're, you're trying to pay bills and you know it's not necessarily the, the holy thing to do you know if, if you're a preacher you're just trying to get collection or something you know it's, it's not as it's not as bad but if, if I think being honest about why we're, we're trying to hit those numbers and, and being stewarding what work you've got you know the bible does say you know work diligently whatever your hands find to do you do it as though you're doing it for god not necessarily just the ministry things but whatever you're doing and i think if we if we define success by that by whether or not god is pleased with how we're going about what we're doing regardless of whether it's sacred or secular um i think that becomes one of those um those safeguards against falling into the rat race and falling into just trying to get more and more and more because you're not doing it for more and more and more you're doing it because this is what God's placed in your hands these are the skills he's given you these are the passions he's given you and whatever you're doing you're presenting back to him as you're offering to him so I think that's another that's another thing that maybe could be considered yeah that's good 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 stuff so we're going to move on to the next question Um, because I'm sure we can stay on that one for a while. But the next question is, it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Second Peter 3, 9. God wants all to be saved and so do I. What's wrong with me wanting to reach huge numbers of people? Nobody said there was anything wrong. Sorry, Q, go first, please. No, man, you go ahead, man. You are the archbishop. I don't want to... (laughs) (laughs) Those who don't know, Q is the Archbishop of of Canada, Ontario. Southern Ontario, Q. Southern Ontario. Wilson is the Archbishop of Southern Ontario. Um, Myself, uh, I receive oversight from him. (laughs) I definitely do thank God for covering what comes into my life. That's right. The dripping from his beard. Yeah, right. Hey, that's dripping with the water. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i i don't i don't think that there is nothing wrong with reaching the masses there is I, I think i always tell people every now and then let's let's not really create this impression that 
everybody creating like people talk about mega churches like oh, oh they sin by getting no no it's not that it's it's no it's it's neither here nor there there is one one thing i always say that in our we, we have a small church in our front room. we say that we don't count numbers we make numbers count and i believe that god also looks at the same thing it is not about how you make the numbers count in the first message that was preached with the early church 3000 people came to be saved 3000 people i mean that's a huge crowd so it is yeah. there's nothing wrong so let's 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 even deal with that there is nothing wrong god god is a wide god and i always tell people let's not walk around acting like we're gonna have 24 people in heaven and the 24 elders and we know god <laughs> wants all people to be saved and there are going to be many many people in heaven that notwithstanding it is our desire sometimes the desire to reach numbers is because we want to be accepted we want to be revered because numbers equal power numbers equal clout and i'm telling you like and i and i know arnold you are doing a great job and one thing i respect about you is that you keep pushing you keep pushing and by god's grace you start hitting huge numbers some years to come and you guess people guess the number of people who are going to be shooting you messages like yo arnold man you gotta hook me up man just i want to be because numbers equal influence and the same content that can have so i i think you have such a rich content and you you, you we want people to 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 watch and that's god's will so god has nothing against huge numbers it is our motive whilst we are pursuing the mm. number yeah love that amen to that yeah i think yeah having large numbers neither here nor there i, mm. I don't think think god watches that even though numbers do matter to him because he does desire everyone to be saved yeah um, but i i've always said this that you can have a church full of people and the church still be empty yeah 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 what I mean by that is you can have a bunch of bodies filling your church pews, but they mm. still don't have Jesus. And it's real. So the it's not about the numbers, it's about do people have Jesus? Mm. Do people have the spirit of God in their lives? Mm. You know what I mean? That that's that's the that's the real question. And then for mm. and then I always then I always say for the churches that don't have the numbers. Because we like to say, oh, you know, we're a family church and well, God still is enjoying what we're doing. I asked yeah. a question. I asked a question. If the people that we have and if we really do have God, then why are the numbers the way they are? Mm-hmm. Because if you have God, people are going to draw. Mm-hmm. Because we have what they're looking for. We mm-hmm. have what they need. So... Mm-hmm. Um, on the so on both sides it ain't it ain't there's a oh this might not be so good mm. you know or, this might not be so good but there's yeah. always going to be a question asked if the mm. church is full why we got so much problems why mm. is there no power in this church we got all these numbers why is there no power and then we have an mm. empty church that people are saying well you know God's with us <laughs> <laughs> and if you got the right stuff why aren't people being drawn. Mm. 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 so you know what i always say 
everybody just do what God gave them to do and let's not be concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one thing I've started saying to my daughter is, and she's only two years old, so I don't even think she understands it, but it's probably just to say to myself now I think about it, is I've done enough if I did my best. And I think that's exactly what um, Q, Q sort of is, is saying. If whatever God's giving you to do, if you do the best of your ability, you, you do it to the best of your ability, that's enough. And, and God knows your heart. God knows what you've done. Um, I'm reminded of a story of, um, and I, I might butcher it, but I'm reminded of a story of a man that was sort of throwing starfish that had been beached back into the sea. And it was a whole sea of, it was a whole beach of like beach starfish. And he just kept throwing them back in. And he was asked, you're never going to throw all of them in. What, what what's what what's the point of doing this and it was like well i made a difference to this last one that i threw in and to this uh-huh. next one that i throw in i'm going to make a difference so i might not get to everyone but to those That's that it. i do get to I, I, i'm making a difference and i think where he you know the person that uh the, the question asking you know yes god wants us all to be saved there's nothing wrong with wanting to reach huge numbers but it's is that going to then become a a lust of yours that the enemy is then going to mm. use so that the few that God has given you, you're not paying attention to because you're you're thinking, I want more, I want more, I want more. Yeah, yeah. You know, and is that where the the compromise is going to come in? I think, and, and this might be wrong, but I I think one of the reasons the enemy took Christ to uh, was it the top of a church or top of a mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the earth and said, I'll give this to you if mm. you worship me, is because the enemy knew that that's what Christ had come for. He had come mm-hmm. to save all the people. And so I was like, I'll give it to you. Just worship me. And it's like, that was what Christ desired was to save the people. And so that's what the enemy is going to use. And so when we, if we are not careful, that desire for more numbers becomes a foothold for the enemy. So in order to get more numbers, you need to compromise your message in order to get more numbers. And, and I'm not saying that's not, that's not for everyone. That's not the case necessarily, yeah, yeah. but it could be. And so I think that's where the danger is. That's good. I, I, I think it can be that the most effective way, if you would like to reach huge numbers, um, is to do it Jesus's way. And Jesus's way was by reaching small numbers. Mm. Read throughout scripture, everywhere Jesus went, he tried to hide himself. Mm. He couldn't. Mm. Mm. Every mm. time he, he, he wanted to do something, he tried to do it in private, but he couldn't. <laughs> and so ultimately, you get Jesus with 120 cats, so he's like, okay, I know these are good. Yeah. And then you get him like, but let me make sure that I have these cats. And then he has 12 cats, so he's like, these guys can do the work. And then he's like, but let me make sure that this can get passed on and it can get mm. communicated. And he has three guys who he takes away to his private places of prayer. He has these three guys who one of them lays down on his chest while they're eating and stuff like that, right? I'm like a really, really strong proponent for like if you have a big church and there's no power or nobody understands the scripture or it's one of those churches where everybody comes on Sunday, does whatever they want throughout the week, uh, doesn't have any life that um, connects to God. I'm 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 of the mind that like you don't you don't even have to focus on those people at all. You don't even have to focus on those people at all. But the few people who understand that this is what this life is about, you're supposed to grab those people 
You're supposed to pour into them everything that God has given you. And then even if you only get three of them, each of them in their life may only get three. And then each of those three that they get in their lives may only get three. For me, that's the most efficient way to reach mm. huge numbers. If you happen to reach huge numbers because you have uh, a, a grace or a propensity or, or some sort of charisma for that, that's the grace of God. And make that work. You know what I mean? Mm. But focus on making disciples rather than... Mm. Um, oh, I know, I know um, there are some ministries that are... Their whole thing is... Um, we have to win souls. We've got to win souls. We've got to win souls for the Lord. We yeah, the yeah. Lord. I want to make sure that he's able to say that I won souls. And it's like, there's no scripture about winning souls, first of all. That's the, that's the first thing. There's no scripture from front to back about winning souls. We're supposed mm. to be making disciples. Mm. So if what mm. it costs you to make disciples, um, if the energy that I have to pour into one disciple is energy that you can take and use to pour into 12 or 24 or 120 at one time, mm. then you make sure that you do that and I will make sure that we'll, I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. serving the Lord. Mm. That's good. Or, fo- or, rather than focus on the, the actual number game itself. Mm. That's real good. Um, if, if I could chip in there, uh, just off the back of, um, of, of that point, is I think that's what the basis of the whole idea of like the to use a, a christianese term maybe the fivefold nature of the leadership of church is uh, because the 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 body of christ if functioning as a body will have the parts that are required to bring people in are required to quote-unquote win souls or evangelize to use maybe a more uh, technical term but then when they're brought in there should be the pastors that take care of them the teachers that grow them the apostles that lead the church the um i always forget one i always manage to forget one the prophets that you know are in sync with god's heart and so it comes down to when it's that then it's not so much about one person and one person doing all of it but it's about the units coming together and i think that's how god's designed it to be so that then it's not it's not about one man or one woman who's doing everything Mm. but it's about all of us and and i I have to quote i don't want to quote ronald reagan but i'll quote him because i like what he said he said there's no limit to the (laughs) amount of good you can do if you don't care who gets the credit Mm. and that's what sometimes Mm -hmm. it comes down to is Mm. if i'm not worried about being the one being seen to be doing this and it's more about I'm just pouring into those that I have access to as, as things I'm making disciples. And I don't care if the disciple I make is the one that blows up, mm. then we'll actually be doing mm. much more. Well, I think sometimes it comes down to us wanting to, in, a, in as much as, yes, we want to do God's work, we also want to be recognized for doing God's work. And there's, there's a heart issue there, I think. Mm. Mm. Amen. Mm. That's good. So can, I'm going to run. Can I, can I chime in there? Yeah, can yeah, I, please do. Can I can I can I be the the, the poo disturber? <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yeah, because everything Peter just said right there was was apostolic right there. Mm. The problem why we can't function like that is because we have too many insecure leaders. So. Come closer to the microphone, bro. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I was I was get, I was letting you get away with it before, but come closer. I need you to start again and say it a little bit louder in case they heard um, it. They yeah, what Peter back. said was was apostolic right there. Mm. I, I, my my thing is is that the problem comes in when we have leaders that are insecure. Mm, mm, mm. And you know, 
I've been in I've been under some leaders where because they don't have the gift of prophecy, you're gonna quiet the prophet. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't have a level of spiritual ranking to cast out demons, so they don't want the, the, the person gifted with deliverance to do what they do. Mm. You know? So it's like you know the 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 the, the, the dream work was it um, teamwork makes the dream work the, right mm. not understanding that we are all one body made Come up on. of different members and my body is nothing without my lung mm. my body is definitely nothing without my mind mm. you know my body will not function my body's not going to function the way it was supposed to function without a left arm mm. you know so you know, I just want to throw that in that, you know, it's a beautiful thing that was just said. That's apostolic right there in, the, in itself. Mm. But when you don't have the leaders to allow it to flow, we run into problems. Mm. So sometimes it's not that the pe- it's not the problems, right? it's sometimes not the people, yeah, but it's yeah. us. Yeah. You know, the leaders, us, mm. the mic, the, the mic, the mic hungry guys. <laughs> that's real 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 good real good and you can see that he's now doing communion because he really is the archbishop drinking the blood just raise it you know <laughs> but yeah back to the comments um Gregory, Gregory said, uh, "Good point, Bishop." <laughs> uh, Millie Come on, said, man. You can, <laughs> "You're not gonna. It's not getting it's let go. It's literally sticking." Millie said, "You can start small and understand the Word of God." I think is what she meant, which is very good. Um, Gregory said, "Gain ground, settle and build, then go and gain more ground. If you can't shepherd what you have properly, feeding and building a fence." Why do you need more? You will mishandle and hurt them. That's a really good word, point. Word. Gregory said, good point, Kadeem. And Zena said, Q, bombs dropped. <laughs> That's good. Um, so we'll move on to the next question, which kind of steers the ship a slightly different direction, but still on theme. And the question is, how do I know that I'm really bearing fruit in keeping with repentance? What does that look like? How do I know that I'm really bearing fruit in keeping with repentance? What does that look like? Let let, let me try and break it down in the most simplest of ways. When we are born again, we are translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. God takes away our our heart of stone, gives us our heart of flesh. Mm. His word is in our heart. So he implants his word in our hearts. And as his word is implanted in our heart, we will bear fruits based on his word and his spirit in our hearts. So you you, you should know the, the fruits will come. They may not be all ripened, but there should be fruit. That is the only proof that the, the word is planted in your heart. This whole thing about, um, yeah, well, just just let God do the judgment, man. God looks on the heart. 
you know, man looks on the outward. There's I am I'm a different kind of Christian. I'm undercover, you know. I bear my fruit. I bet I, I I'm a I'm a tuba tuba root root kind of Christian. All my fruit bear underground. I don't know that there are some in the Bible, but your fruit, let your light so shine that mm. all men may see and give glory to your father in heaven. You, mm. you, you can't hide the fruit. The fruit is the evidence of what was planted. Mm. It's the evidence of what was planted. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. It does mm. not have the capacity to bear bad fruit. So I think we have to be careful. I remember when I got born again, I would tell I would tell everybody who cared to know that, yo, I'm born again, I'm born again. After a few years, I stopped that. And I told myself that if I go to any place and in 24 hours without trying to be Christianese and without trying to be too much, if people don't realize that I am saved and born again, I have to really examine my life because it should be so spontaneous without even trying to do that. I mean, like I said last week, when I what before I was saved, I thought I was gangster. I thought I was like, <laughs> I was bad. And I'm like, but when I got born again, even even my heart posture changed. Some things I would except boxing. Some things I would <laughs> God's still working I'm, on you with that one. He is still the food is still bearing. So some things I'll rejoice over. I could I couldn't do that anymore. My heart became softened towards certain things. I'm like, man, you are getting soft. No, it's a different type of heart. And there are some fruits that were bearing in my in my life that I realized that this is so not me. This is not natural to me. It is God at work in me. It is God who's at work in me, both to will and to do. I don't I tell people that I don't have these desires because I'm so good. It's because it's no no you, you are not that good. I know me. I know me. I'm not when I say something deep, I say I'm not that smart. <laughs> it has to be, it has to be God. I'm not that good. It has to be God. I'm not that humble. You know me. It has to be God. So I think that's how I I, I, I we see fruit in the lives of people. If if I can follow on that, just with a I can't remember if it's a sermon or a story that I think Charles Spurgeon wrote, and I might be butchering it a little bit, but he talked about what um, occurs at repentance and at the transformation when when God changes us. Um, And he compared it to, I think, a pig um, that would, in its natural element, you know, live in the dirt and loves eating rubbish and whatnot. And once we repent and are transformed by Christ, uh, we are turned into the likes of a dove. And he mentioned that by you know habits that dove might find itself back where it was when it was a pig but because it's no longer a pig it will never feel comfortable there yeah. and so the dove by virtue of being a dove will now even though it might find itself going back there won't be happy there and i think that that becomes the sort of first indication as has been said you you're changed from the inside out you're changed your your repentance your repentance is something that god enacts spiritually from within and so it changes your will it changes your desire and you might find yourself doing you know going back to things and and struggling with things but then now it's a struggle where before Mm. it was a celebration or it was (laughs) just doing whatever now it's a struggle 
and that mm. doesn't mean that you leave it to struggle we war against the flesh and we kill the flesh daily um and you know as we study we, we're transformed more and more into the likeness of christ but i think it initially looks like that it initially looks like you just not being comfortable where you were before you were saved because now you are mm. 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 That's good. yeah that's 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 really good right there I, mm. like, I like that i like that and sometimes I, I believe sometimes we gotta make sure we don't get caught up in our self-righteousness too because mm. as, as believers you know i feel it's very easy for us to do that yeah very easy where you know we've been saved by grace and that we fall into the trap thinking that we've made it we've done it we're mm. good meanwhile um we we forget actually he, he hebrews hebrews 4 13 says this um and no creature is hidden from his sight but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account to mm. you know like i think we we forget that there are sins that we know of but we commit sins that we don't know of mm. and god sees them all mm. right um and our fruits i think it's very important if i can encourage someone that i think a lot of times we also on the other spectrum we beat ourselves up mm. thinking that well i just did this so my fruit or what i'm doing for god isn't acceptable you know, if if that were the measure of God's love for us, none of us would be here. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason the reason why Jesus died was so that we could be saved. You know, and that our sins are forgiven. Mm. You know, but we also take the self righteous comes in. We take advantage of God's grace. Mm. And we forget that we are sinful creatures, that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mm, and, and, mm. and that's the thing. We are sinful creatures mm. <laughs> that have been saved by grace. You remove mm. the blood from our lives, what are we? <laughs> Damned. <laughs> you know, and I, I always tell people, I'm like, the only thing difference be, the only difference between us and the world. Yeah. Yeah. is that we understand grace mm. and we've chosen to live and dedicate our lives to the one who's given us the grace mm. Mm. the gifts of god come without repentance <laughs> so what makes it acceptable his grace mm. that's good that is well, real good Kadeem. kadeem's he's coming back He's having some technical difficulties. Oh, okay. I See, I told you yeah. he was on the wax side. So I told you guys. He'll be back. He'll be back. Maybe he's going to <laughs> repent. <laughs> um, so uh, Gregory said, some people want growth and don't have a structure to handle and retain. I think that was to the last question that we were talking about. And it's a very good point. Zena said, I think being kingdom minded is key we are all one body if we all pull together the job will get done and get done right a house divided against itself cannot stand and millie said amen great 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 contributions and so we're going to move on to the next question which is 
what are some examples of counterfeit fruit that might make me look the part on the outside but inwardly self-deceived what are some examples of counterfeit fruit that might make me look the part on the outside but inwardly self-deceived i mean i'm immediately reminded of the pharisees and how on the outside they appeared clean and then like i think christ compares them to whitewashed tombs but on the inside they're you know they're they're full of death really um and so i think for me it it would look the the counterfeit fruit would look like anything void of love um and and would be more about self-righteousness more about condemnation than it would be about the grace that we have so freely received um, 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 and so great, so graciously received. Um, it, the, the thing with counterfeits is they will always look like the real thing. Uh, mm. Sometimes maybe artificially look even better than the real thing. Mm. So the Too Pharisees quiet. looked super holy and, you know, they'd fast and, and tear their clothes and look miserable during their fasting um, mm. so that people would see and praise. And I think those were counterfeit because they looked holy in, in mm. our in our estimation of things, but they weren't to, to, the, to, to the Lord. They were annoying. And so Christ was so harsh with them. And so I think things void of love, when 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 your fruits are void of love and you're more concerned with the sins that people don't see that you do or the sins that maybe you're not guilty of um then you know maybe you're 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 satisfying more of your flesh than you are the spirit i think Mm. Mm. i i really love the question because one thing my wife and i we always talk about is that we, we all have to be careful about the the need to look the part rather than be the part mm-hmm. and it's so easy to look especially social media look the part of course nobody's social media is a full representation of their life yeah yeah however i'd say to people that how i don't want to look like oh i'm all loved up with my wife knowing very well I said Tom and Jerry affair going on at home. I just mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm such a I don't know, but I'm such a bad actor. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I've never been a hypocrite before. The word hypocrite, the etymology of the word means an actor. Mm. I'm such a bad actor. I do act sometimes, but the way it makes me feel, I'm just thinking like, why am I fronting? It's such mm. a hard act to put up. And and I'm not saying that you also go like, oh, well, let's keep you real. So what you see, what you get. No, there, there is always a, a wisdom and a balance. What I'm saying is that yeah. if we spent as much time being than doing. Somebody mm-hmm. says that's what we are called human beings, not human doings. And in the same way, in our bearing fruit, because like I said early on, it's not you. It's God bearing the fruit through you. Is the fruit of the Holy Spirit anyway. You ain't trying to act kind. You know, the kind of world we are in. Oh, be kind. Be everybody. Be kind. I was like, I mean, kindness is not an act. Oh, I'm going to be humble. Hum- being humble is not a, a, the, the way your face looks stank or something like that. No. Mm. It's just, it's, you know, the more your face looks stank, like, oh, I'm so humble. No. It has, it has to be a posture of your heart. So yeah. much that even when you are not trying to be it comes through but when 
we have become so perfect in looking the part. We bear counterfeit fruit, like we look the part, but we know that it's like the wheat and the tares. Yeah. Initially, they all look the same. Mm. But on the day of harvest, sometimes even we human beings will never see it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, yeah. it will take the day of harvest because some people or we can be that good actors that you can you can fool yourself. And and I'll give one example. I thought I was I was a very very patient man. I thought I thought nothing could move me. I thought I mean my wife would say that listen you can't just get under my skin. And I'm sure God was just laughing and he just gave us just one child. <laughs> and I thought I needed anger management at a point in time. <laughs> and you see, so for the fruit of patience to be, I I, I thought I thought I'd made it until I had ch- one child. Then and I have four, so I now know that man, I need a lot of work. So sometimes we we have to really allow God to work on the being more than the doing. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Um, I just if I can just touch on both on both those points. Um Jesus said it's not what goes in the man that defiles him, but what comes out of the man that defiles him. Mm. Um I think me and Kadeem were talking about this last night, you know. Jesus also said, he also said, um loving someone that loves you isn't love. Mm. But true love is loving one that doesn't love you. Mm. That's that's fruit. That that's where you start getting those check marks from God. That's where right. God says, "Okay, yeah, now you see, now you're being kind, right?" Um, and I think a lot of times you said it. You can look the part, um, but at the end of the day, what? your 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 truth will come out because you can't hide it you mm. can only keep up a masquerade or a facade for so long but then when you're put in the position where what you have spoken has to come to life that's where the truth of you comes out mm. so person so watch this well well q you just said you know if a person speaks something right um the thing that backs up that person's word is his actions. See, because when we're when God spoke, right, it was backed up by the production of or the producing of the fruit. Let there be man. There was man. Mm-hmm. Abraham, I'm gonna hide your people away in a far off land. This is the land I want to give you, but I'm gonna let the 400 years go so these people can, so their evil can really do them in. And then I'm going to bring them back here and they're going to take over the land. See, God spoke it and then it was. See, when we when a person speaks something, right, their actions in time will prove if what they were saying was true. Mm-hmm. And I think, and so, it, it, I always say you never have to fight anybody. You don't have to, you don't have to try and see if someone's honest or someone's true because their actions will speak for their word. Mm. That's good. We're waiting for you, Bishop Kadeem. <laughs> you come back from your sackcloth and ashes. You ready to release now? <laughs> <laughs> what 
What are some examples of counterfeit fruit that might make me look the part on the outside, but inwardly self-deceived? And don't um, talk about wearing your tie and all that stuff. We 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 we, we deal with all that. We dealt with all that. Okay. And carrying your briefcase, like. We... <laughs> oh well, I don't have anything. You already said it. No. <laughs> um. It's hard. I think. I think. Uh, I think when you look at the fruit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians chapter five, you're looking at patience. Peace, joy, uh, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, um, and also love. But love, you kind of have to put aside because it's exactly what you said. Self-control, you can act like you have that in yeah. public and then in private, you do not. Um, you can pretend to be gentle and kind and patient for a while. And then one day when the barista spelt your name wrong at Starbucks, somebody at church is going to be saying to you good morning bro and you'd be like it's pastor you know what i mean uh the only one i remember a pastor told me this a long time ago the only one that you can't counterfeit is love because all of that stuff you can combine your fake little counterfeits to look like love and to look like charity and all that kind of stuff but genuine actual love um is the going far out of your way to be for and as is needed for someone it, it, it can't be faked you understand what i mean it can't be faked so um when you see that someone doesn't genuinely love when you see that someone doesn't genuinely love other christians in particular this is how you know that inwardly they're deceived because if you don't love Christians, you don't know what you're in this. You just think you're in the salvation game whereby you're going to get to die and go to heaven. That is not what this is about. And that's another thing. That's some bad theology that we can need to correct. We've convinced people that Christianity is about dying and going to heaven. That is not what this whole thing is about. Right? You said that you already mentioned the briefcase stuff, right? So covered, bro. Okay, then. <laughs> And I'll, okay. and I'll just a scripture from 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 the um from the Gospel of John. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you love one another. Mm-hmm. By this, that is a fruit. By this, you can't fake it. You can't fake love, like you said. Yeah, that's good. That's really, really, really good. Okay, so we're gonna shoot off to the next question, which is. How should my friendships and relationships affect the fruit I am bearing as a Christian? I think this is something that came up loosely in something that we were talking about earlier as well. But how should my friendships and relationships affect the fruit I am bearing as a Christian? Um, it, it, your fruit should be proof of. Your fruit should make people want to um, wonder about you. Why is she so different? Mm. Betty, why you like that? Like, it, our fruit should make people be puzzled. Especially mm. with the way the world is now. Our love should make people puzzled. 
I, 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 like, I don't know what, like, you know, like, your, your, our godliness, godliness can't be hidden. And I'm not talking about, you know, speaking in tongues and no, I'm talking about kindness, meekness, mm. peace, humility, um, patience, selflessness, um, trust, perseverance. It, it, it should be, it can't be hit, especially in dark places. So like in our, in our personal relationships, people should be like, um, they should just know like, yeah, you know, I might not be a believer, but you know, that, that guy there, yo, like there's something different about that person, you know, even in your work environment, your school environments, like, yo, I don't know about you guys, but you know, that Peter guy, I don't, I don't know him, know him, but the way he moves, yo, Jonathan, you need to go talk to that guy. Like (laughs) you need to like, it, it should make people should cause people to wonder Mm. that they want to taste and see that it's good. Mm. Mm. I'm done. That's good. That's, that's poetic. As soon as I drink the blood, I knew you were going to speak fire. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were. (laughs) We need to know what's in that glass, bro, because. (laughs) (laughs) what he's drinking. It's it's Fruitopia. Fruitopia. (laughs) I'm going to start looking for it. I need the revelation from that fruit, man. (laughs) No, I think think he said it all. I I think he said it all. And um, it's true. I heard from a man of God say that character is dissipated in association. Mm. Character. Show me your friend and I'll show you your character. Like, I mean, my wife and I, we, people even say about us, like, not even your your jokes, like your jokes have, like your jokes have changed now because mm. you, you guys hang out together. Like, your, your your terminologies people uh, i mean to the glory of god there's a there's a brother who joined our church and um i had to, when i had to be at um tolu stag do and he stepped in to do the bible study we have on fridays and then i came back and i asked my wife how did it go and it's like oh man he was just he almost sounded like you and um he he did it and i said of course, he doesn't sound like me because he's white. He's different. He's everything. But what I'm saying is that it's just when you when you say with people expressions, even expressions, they, they they start using those things. And and I realized that I I picked it up from people when I when I speak. Someone's like, "Oh, you sound so much like your pastor." And my pastor is in Ghana, and and so I believe that my pastor will say that follow me as I follow Christ. So anytime I start following Christ, you have no business following me. Follow me as I follow Christ. And I think then we all be- begin to look a bit more like Christ. And so all our friends, we hang out. We may be different people. We may be very, very... We shouldn't also um, forgo our individuality in the name of... No, no. But even we should be united in diversity. Yeah. That we, 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 we are so different, yet so alike. There is one thing that makes us look at is the fruit we are bearing from the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> perfectly said by 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 um Q and Kofi. I think if if I could approach it from the other side, um, as to how friendships and relationships should affect the fruit that you have, um, I think we've we talked about how the fruits we have should affect others, but how they should affect us. If I maybe not necessarily how they should affect us, but how they shouldn't affect us. I think your friendships and your relationships shouldn't stifle the fruit that God's bearing through you. And so they shouldn't be the the thorns or they shouldn't be the weeds that prevent you from bearing better fruit. Uh, And I think if if you've got friends and relationships, and dare I say, even if there are habits and and films and and music, et cetera, Mm. that, um, that... causes you to display anything other than the fruits of the spirit or anything other than the things that will make someone see you and say well you're different in antioch when when they first called use the word christian they Mm. said you guys are christ-like because they had knowledge of who christ was nowadays Mm. maybe people don't but they should be able to say you're different and so if there are things that are preventing you from being different those are, are that's what friends and relationships should not be doing to the fruits that you have, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's good. No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, on on that point, you know, I have, like, someone in my life who, like, he's a very close friend of mine. You know what I mean? Like, from childhood, like, into adulthood. But, like, yo, I don't call this man. I don't message this man. I don't, I just find out if he's alive every once in a while. Because this guy is so toxic to me being a Christian. You know what I mean? At least that's yeah. how it was. Now we're just kind of um, off base. I do have to definitely make sure he's alive, though. Yeah. But, like, in the early days when I was, like, really trying to, as a young man, be a Christian, I remember one time we were, like, coming from, like, a, a, a community center or something like that. And I was like, all right, I got to go to church. And we're on the bus. It's like a Saturday, so I had to go to youth church. And we're on the bus. And he's trying to tell me the whole time, no, no, don't go, don't go, don't go. With, like, all of our friends are there, right? And then when my stop was coming up, I'm standing up to get off, and he pulls my jacket, and he's like, no, don't go. And I was like, no, this is demonic, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> a get-behind-me-Satan like, moment. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, physically trying to stop, you know? And mm. so, like... You know, that's that's just one side of the coin. On the flip, you know, when you talk about, like, Kofi talked about, like, his wife. When I talk about, like, my wife and how, like, being around her uh, has influenced me and changed me and I am different and that I'm recognizably different. Mm. Um, I will, like, I'll, I'll go out somewhere with um, my sister-in-law, for example. And my wife and my sister-in-law, they speak, like, three languages, right? I only speak English. Um Descended of slaves. I only speak English. My wife and my <laughs> sister-in-law speak like three languages, right? I spend so much time with my wife. Me and my sister-in-law will go somewhere and she'll see something and I'll see it. And neither one of us will say anything, but we'll both laugh because we'll understand what just happened doesn't mean anything, but it's really funny if it happened in French. Mm. <laughs> you understand what I mean? There's really funny French commentary for that. Mm. And I, there's no way that I should know that except that in the course of being married, my wife's traits, my wife's capacity has rubbed off on me. So the person around whom I find myself, um, 
the fruit of what she has has changed the way that I am as a person. Has changed mm-hmm. the way it's a really simple thing, you know what I mean? Vice versa. There's there's things that I do, there's ways that I behave. My wife is um um she's a very critical thinker. And not that she um yeah, she's a very critical thinker and I'm very I'm very much a critical thinker too, but I'm very, very relaxed. Like if there's a missile that's gonna drop on my house right now and like it already like fell out the ship, it fell out the ship, bro. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no running, there's no cockroaching, none of that. It's it's overdone. And now we just pray to our God, we make sure we're blessed. That's I'm very much like that. And over the years, she's become more chill. Not that she wasn't chill, but she's become like uh-huh. more to my level. I don't even know if that's a good thing. But whether or not it's a good thing. The fact of the matter is that you rub off on who you're around and who you're around rubs off on you. Really, Mm. like, elementary stuff. Mm. Mm. That's good. That is good. So, we are rounding up with the final, final question. I'm torn between two, which one I should go for. Guys, cast your votes. Number one or number two? Yes. Number two. Choose one. The first... The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. We'll go number two. Okay, <laughs> so number two. <laughs> number two by majority. We're gone. Okay, we're good. So the last question is, do you filter the types of people you follow on Instagram? What are some good filters on who you allow on your timeline? Um... <laughs> um let me be, let me, let me speak carnally first. <laughs> <laughs> The Archbishop. <laughs> if 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 you if your page is private and or if you don't have any people or any postings on your on your Instagram, I'm like I'm not following you for what? Mm. There's, there's no point. Um, but I I definitely when I do follow people, like I think the first time I came, I was I was watching your sh- the uh, the live stream your show. I think we we were talking about Instagram and is it good or is it is it bad? I'm like the stuff that comes on my feed is fine. Yeah, but it's because of who I follow. Yeah. <laughs> so I follow people that speak to me. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. Uh, and if uh, oh here we go, if your timeline is messy, you should you should you should ask yourself what's wrong with you. Right, and then and then um, but yeah, and then stop, stop going to the explorer page, stop exploring. Just don't go, just don't go, just like when you go exploring, you can't control what you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, follow people that speak to your spirit. Now you should already be doing that. You know, like you can filter your Instagram. Mm. Like you have control of what you see. So, so for me, Instagram ain't bad because I ain't seeing what I don't want to see. Yeah, mm. you're in control of it. You know what I mean? So that's my two cents. Mm. And then, and you are so spot on. Um, sometimes I hear people say that, oh, Kofi's my guy, eh? Kofi's my guy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but um. You, you choose who you follow and I'm very particular. I I 
I run my social media handles like I run my life. Mm. I don't want to hear everything. Trust me. I don't like yeah. I don't I don't want to hear everything. I don't want to know. And and people know people know this about me. So I am not a very good hotspot for gossip. Like I'm just like so so Kanye broke up with so so what? So so I mean so I really feel tired to the point that sometimes I feel tough very close for, uh, I unfollow very close family and friends. I don't want to know too much about stuff mm. they are going through. I have to unfollow you. You're still my friend, but I have to mute you and if I have to unfollow you, I do that because I want to determine like like um you said, I want to determine what comes on my timeline. And I want to determine who I listen to. If you are all up there with COVID stuff and about this, this I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear yeah. that. And and even people say stuff like, "Oh, when I drop something on my social media, all these people come and attack me." I was like, "You have people on your friends list attacking you? How does that yeah. happen? Like, yeah. <laughs> how do you have a friend who attacks you? Like, so there's not there's nobody on my so you 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 can't be on there and attack me. So I believe Phil. You have to be filled. I don't follow everybody. I don't know. Why should I follow? I don't even know you. Mm. I don't follow everybody. So I think it's very important. That's just how I do my life anyway. Kofi mm. is so right. That's that's what happened to me when um with Facebook, right? Facebook, you got your childhood friends on there, on. people you used to go to church with, family members who you don't know how old they are and it doesn't matter because they live on the other side of the world. You yeah. got everybody on Facebook. When Donald Trump became president, I found out that I knew a lot of Nazis. <laughs> a lot. Like a lot. Like a lot of Nazis. That's what I knew. And I was like, I just gave Facebook half my energy at that point in time. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, mm. Nash is here. Nash will be able to correct me if I'm wrong. If you don't, if you have people on Instagram and you don't want to offend them by unfollowing them, okay, you can continue to follow them. Guess what you can do? You can press mute so that you mute their stories, 100%. You mute their posts. What happens when you do that is um, the algorithm will change. Anything that relates to them or anything that would ordinarily come through because of them is not coming through anymore. But there's never, there's never going to be an excuse. There's Social no room media, for offense. Technology's moving too far. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I heard someone describe uh, the explore page like David going on the rooftop to go and watch uh, Bathsheba. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from the rooftop. Literally. Um, Yo, that is what well, it is. But I, I think I think you guys are completely right. What what Q said about um if your timeline is messy, look at yourself in the mirror, like be 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 mindful of examine yourself is so true because at the end of the day, for the most part the algorithm is just showing you things it's recognized through data you want to see yeah. unfortunately by our last you know most of us want to see certain things you know that the, the lust is strong the flesh is strong and so it's only showing you those things that it knows you want to see and it, it's there's elements of being um cognizant of that of the fact that part of it is you and it's feeding your lust and it's feeding your weaknesses and, and if you recognize that then you 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 deal with it differently because this isn't something that's feeding me uh, and i say that to also say as um uh as uh Kadeem mentioned 
you can also fil- you can also filter it you can mute people but even on the explore page as well you can say not interested and, and you can you can you can sort of um help the algorithm to better suit what you want to see but the other thing i was saying is i think we also have to be um sensitive to the fact that there's a there's a newer generation that's growing up with this being for the most part their primary means of communication and their primary means of entertainment and their primary means of news delivery and so their relationship with um social media might be slightly different than ours where i think for the most part if i'm correct we're very utilitarian about it and it's like it's it has to be something that feeds me but then what i've noticed is there's a generation that's almost not seeing it like that and not seeing that actually in the same way as you wouldn't ideally you wouldn't always eat junk food you shouldn't probably always be watching junk things on social media um and and they're not treating it as such so i think maybe there's also an element of education on being intentional about what you're allowing to feed into you by watching stuff on social media and by who you follow and by what you mindlessly scroll past because all of those things end up building up and, and end up being you know junk food in your system um or in your mind as it were that's good and i think that is a brilliant place for us to round off with the live stream, live stream for tonight so thank you guys um thank you guys who've come out obviously and spoken q kofi kadeem P- peter thank you guys so much for your time your contribution it's been a blessing um and thank you to you guys who have stuck with us who've been watching um contributing in the comments and even just being present thank you for coming out um thank you guys once again it's been a huge blessing loving it as always and i definitely will be uh watching the replay myself because i think there's definitely some really good points that i've come up that i've even convicted and put my flesh back to death so so yeah love guys appreciate it all uh we've got some thank yous out in the comment section thank you all to good night god bless enjoy your rest if you're in the uk and if you're not enjoy your rest when it gets to rest time peace (laughs) thank you